0: Welcome to Stage Bass, your ticket to the untold stories and soulful tunes of southeastern Virginia's best musicians. Thanks for joining us. I'm Michael Monahan, and this week my guest is Andrew McNeely from the band Sea of Souls. What did you do before Sea of Souls, Andrew? Were you in another band, or how did you end oh, yeah. up in that to oh, that yeah. point?
1: I, I, I've been playing, you know, semi-professionally and, and professionally since 1979. Yeah. Uh, I I I was in band after band, and uh, uh, I was in about four local bands. And then in 1981, I joined a touring band uh, from North Carolina. And that band had a a tractor trailer, you know. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll join." Sure, (laughs) I have a tractor trailer. And uh, it was pretty much uh, pretty much live day to day. Uh, They promised me. Uh, $10 a day to eat on and all my bills were paid like my car payment and my insurance payment. Oh, wow. And I, and also I was guaranteed a roof over my head, either in a hotel room or one of their, one of their apartments. Uh, and, and I had, I was, it was like college, you know, I learned so much. Um, but eventually, uh, the, the $10 a day got a little, a little <laughs> rough. And I remember one, one time in particular, we were playing at the grand opening of a, of a club in, the band's hometown, Statesville, and we made twenty four hundred dollars at the door. And I remember sitting at a table with the other guys in the band, the, two of the guys basically ran the band. And I, I said, Look, we just made twenty four hundred dollars. Let's how about we go around $20, twenty, twenty each. <laughs> Uh sorry, we can't do that. <laughs> I was like, we just make twenty four hundred dollars and you can't give me twenty bucks.
0: <laughs> so what were, the, were the, the main guys keeping the lion's share of the money and paying you guys a flat rate salary and all your expenses? Supposedly
1: they were paying, you know, band bills. Gosh. yeah. Uh, you know, like like the band paid
0: for the hotel rooms and
1: you know, and, and who knows, they might they're probably paying paying
0: off the truck. i tell you what we've all got a history of those dark gigs that we took right (laughs) where you just get one day you find yourself in some place you never thought you'd ever be and you don't want to be there and you realize you're doing it for nothing
1: (laughs) yeah i remember we we were in mississippi and and the guy didn't pay us at the end of like a three or four night gig and he tried to give us a broken harley davidson uh for for payment this this ain't going to get us back to north carolina (laughs) but i tell you those type of situations you know they say you can learn from theater i i i got actually kicked out of that band eventually (laughs) because because the guitar player was a kid from ecuador and his father made trips to ecuador and came back and had a lot of money i don't uh, you know Anything would be speculation or yeah. what was the, what he was bringing back with him. But uh, he he told the band he would give them twenty thousand dollars to buy equipment or record or anything if they hired his other son to play bass. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that so cost they, you the gig. Cost me the gig, and I was so mad. I was so pissed off. And they, if they had told everybody that was the truth, I I, I would have been fine. But they didn't. They made up you know you know ridiculous reasons that that weren't true that that was the truth they got they, you know I, I got bought you know they they, they paid paid him off to get rid of me and h- hire his son uh which well, that's that's no big deal but anyway it, it 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 really stung and yeah made me want to start my own thing so i couldn't get kicked out of it <laughs> <laughs> that's happened to me many times not getting paid uh one time uh, we had a sound man that was like uh, six five and Three hundred pounds, solid muscle, and uh, he pulled. He rolled a road case right behind the the beer coolers and just filled the filled the
0: road case with beer. <laughs>
1: so we paid ourselves in beer.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Now, this is this was one of the funniest ex- experiences I ever had in a band. Same situation. There was a, a, a club in the old days down at the ocean front, and the guy was notorious for shipping the money off at the last minute. You never knew how much he was going to cut, but you knew he was going right. to try and cut something. And, um, one night he had pulled it off and the keyboard player decided he was going to get even. And so on his way out of the office, he stopped by the freight freezer. Now, none of us knew this. He stopped by the freezer and he grabbed a large, large piece of meat and he put Uh it and he put it down the front of his pants. So we all get in the car and we go to the uh, waffle house. It used to be down on 17th and Pacific. And, um, the keyboard, I got to make sure I don't say any names here. The keyboard player gets yeah. out of the car, and his crotch is covered in blood, and I don't know what's going oh, on. Yeah. And I'm just looking, yeah. and I said, dude, what the heck? And he goes, oh, and he pulls out this giant slab of meat, and he tells me I took this because <laughs> he, he ripped us off again. And I said, were you going to eat it later? You know, I was like, <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. Let's, t- let's talk a little bit about the record. Um. You told me the other day, and I thought this was fascinating, that, that the opening line to Dreamland you got from looking at an album cover. Can you tell me about that again?
1: Uh, well, um, it, it, there's an album. My, my older brother was a keyboard player, and I, and so I got turned on to Emerson Lake and Palmer at a very early age. And I, I was around 12 years old, and I got Tarkas for Christmas. and I wore that album out. I mean, I I, I played it so much nonstop for a, a year. And uh and on the cover of that album is this uh basically a, a ta- an armadillo that was that's made into a tank. So it's got an armadillo's head, but it's got a tank body. And uh and I was writing this song and I was using uh, basically, you know, imagery, uh dream, you know, dream sequences and so the first line is get in your Plasticized armadillo tank and uh, <laughs> that, uh, saddle saddle the ostriches and gather the
0: ranks. That's that's such uh, a unique way to come up with inspiration for lyrics. I'd never heard of anybody doing that. I love it.
1: I like uh, tipping my tipping my hat to people that have influenced me. I, I think it, and and, and uh, it's kind of hidden. You know, it's not o- overtly
0: uh, placed, but uh, yeah, it's fun. You were one of the guys I really wanted to involve in this podcast because, well, for one thing, we've known each other for a long time, and and you just you know top of mind. I I know what kind of music you do and what the quality is. Um, And we stumbled a bit at first because I needed you to do something acoustic, and you that meant a lot of effort on your part to line that up. And then as luck would have it, Brenda Barkley, who was who is tied in with me doing what I'm doing for WHRV. Um, she saw, or I think I told her that I was going to try and line up an interview with you. And so before we could do anything, she called you up and said, do you want to be on Coastal Live?" And so what it led to was actually a pretty pristine acoustic version of the song for me to use on here. So,
1: Yeah, that's, that was very, very uh, fortunate.
0: Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, and you guys sounded great. You did two songs on there, too. I was kind of surprised you got away with the second one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they told us it was going to, it was going that we weren't sure how much of the song was going to be played. It was a, like for the a, a outro credit.
2: Get in your plasticized armor to the tent. Saddle the ostriches, gather the ranks Look for the tangerine clouds in the air Put on your gas mask, breathe if you dare Cause... This is your dreamland, fight for your life This is your dreamland, fight for your life For your life, for your life Paratroop monkeys fall from the sky Turn into snakes with the blink of an eye Suddenly cannibals come into view some of them purple and some of them blue because this is your dreamland fight for your life this is your dreamland fight for your life for your life for your life Of the knife, maybe you wake from the sound of the John. Maybe you wake being stomped by the ostriches. Maybe you wake because you're snoring. This is your dreamland. Fight for your life. This is your dreamland. Fight for your life. For your life. For your life.
0: you told me this the other day and i can't quite remember is it seven albums that you guys have recorded
1: uh i think it's it's six albums and a uh sort of a a greatest hits, and it's a compilation of our of one one it's a two disc set called uh anthology yeah and one of the one of the discs is uh sort of a greatest hits off our studio
0: CDs, and the other disc is stuff that we recorded before we ever made a CD. The new CD. Uh, what, now, where did you guys go to record that? Did you do that locally? Yeah, we did. We, there's a guy named uh, Chris Kendrick
1: who um, has a studio called Whiskey Bear Studios, and um, and he's got a great ear, and he knows uh, Pro Tools, you know, like, like the back of his hand. And... Uh, we were very happy to record there. We, we, we think it came out sounding sonically
0: as good or better than our other studio albums. Yeah, it, it, it really does. I, in fact, uh, I don't remember how I stumbled across it. I know it was in Spotify, um, and I hadn't talked to you in a while, and I saw that, and I was like, oh my gosh, they've put out a new CD. And The minute I started playing it, I was like, this sounds great. And the the, the production (laughs) is
1: awesome. Thank you. Speaking of Spotify, it's got this thing called Spotify for Artists. And they give you so many analytics on who is listening to your your music. Mm -hmm. It tells you where where they are listening to your music. And so we got one guy that loves us
0: in Prague. <laughs> that's that's so funny because they do the same thing for podcasters they have spotify for podcasters we can go in and see your analytics yeah. and i was shocked to find out we have a listener in hong kong
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. it's kind of cool Yeah, it's, it's really it's really cool uh, uh, sadly we are like 85 percent um male and more guys listen to us than
0: girls which, which uh that's troubling but I think that, do, do you think that's the nature of the genre? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, I, I remember as a kid, um, no girl that I dated ever liked the Black Sabbath that I played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. And right. You,
1: yeah. I, 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 went, I remember going to Yes concerts and, and thinking to myself, this is where I need to find a girlfriend because if she likes Yes, She's a rare bird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I think that's where, why I ended up doing acoustic music, because I, I noticed that all the guys like the really hard-rocking bands, and all the girls love the solo dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you, too? I just saw this today, that um, Spotify has opened up um, a merch um, hub for bands. So well,
1: yeah, I've seen that. I saw the like T-shirts and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I might I might go into that uh, because we have sold our our, our logo, I, I, something I came up with, which involves a cross and the and the S O S letters. Yeah, uh, and it's it, it's going around the world. And, yeah, I mean, I, I've uh, I've I've seen guys, you know, in magazines wearing our shirts and uh, <laughs> you know, other other rock musicians and. Uh, yeah, that the the, the logo has been very good to us. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a it's a it's a great logo, and I, I saw that and I thought of you right away because I thought, man, and that's just right up Andrew's alley. He could definitely sell some. Yeah, merch. Th-
1: that's it. Really, is important to to uh, get good merchandise, especially now when you don't make any money off your
0: records. Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, gosh, it, it, and of course, everybody knows Grateful Dead kind of made the template for. For handling their own merchandise. And Dave Matthews did the same thing. I mean, he was, yeah. when he first started out, I mean, he got a hold of his, his rights to all of the merchandise and that floated him through a, a lot of lean times, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely been uh, been very helpful.
0: When will you guys play again? What's the next thing you guys have on the book?
1: Um, we're playing uh, every now and then. We play on the north side. We're playing at Hosses, you um, know, December twenty second. Nice. Uh, we, we're not playing a lot. A lot of bar gigs. Uh, right. This year, we're 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 doing like special events and. Uh, I really love playing at Elevation Twenty Seven. Oh. that's just a great sounding stage. Yeah, it's a and great room. sounding
0: room. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, so, I saw Johnny Winter there a couple of years ago, and I was blown away at how good it sounded. I didn't expect it to sound that good just from the looks, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, I think Bill Reed uh, you know, put a lot into making it sound good. He, he knows how. To, he knows what to do. Yes, he does. Know? Yes, he does. But um, we are, I, I'm looking forward to playing there as, you know, as in an opening act capacity. Uh, yeah. Like we, we did the show with Kicks there recently, and that went, went real well. Yeah. So, and, uh,
0: and you guys open up for, up for the
1: bands that, that fit with us.
0: Yeah. Y'all you know? you you open up for Great White down at the Ocean a Free Show, so I'm sure yeah. that was packed.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a good day.
0: It's yeah. funny you see all these 80s bands back out touring again, and I got a feeling that's a byproduct of streaming, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh,
1: And also, those people are all in their, uh, you know, 50s and 60s, uh, and, you know, some of them retired already,
0: you
1: know? Yeah. So uh, they've got disposable income.
0: (laughs) And, And speaking of old guys, the Rolling Stones have a new album coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard about that.
0: That's amazing. Amazing. You know, if you if you can if you can still do it, do it, I guess. <laughs>
1: I guess so. I guess. That's awesome. And they don't have to, certainly. You know, they, they just have the love for it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Really cool.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: got they must have just really good doctors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially Keith, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. His doctor needs to win a Nobel Prize. <laughs>
0: uh, I saw a picture, um I saw a picture one day. It was Keith Richards and his two daughters. And it said, This is Keith and his two daughters. When they die, Keith will get everything down. (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness. I want to thank Andrew McNeely from Sea of Souls for taking the time to do this interview with me this week. Um, It was a real pleasure. Tremendous band. If you get a chance to see them, they are not an acoustic act, but they are one of the finest bands we have in Tidewater. I'm Michael Monahan, and we'll be back next week with another edition of the StagePass podcast. Don't forget, you can find us on the internet at stagepass.us and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash stagepass.whrv. We'll see you again next time. Have a good week, everyone.